Aye, so someone mailed me on Tinder the other day. I've been meaning to bring this story up because I brought it up to a couple of people. I don't feel the reaction was what it should have been, right? Mm-hmm. Someone mails, matches me on Tinder. So it's swiped right, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not as though, like, this guy's an ugly bastard. They swiped right just to tell me, uh, you look like the Yeti from Monsters, Inc. That's the opening <gasps> line. <laughs> you do? <laughs> See, it felt like... <laughs> See, the thing is, you should sound like him as well. What's it? Uh, oh, hold on. Well, I've got a computer in front of me. I might as well look who does the voice of him before you tell me. All I can remember about that guy is that he likes snow cones. I can't actually remember any other significance to the plot that he has. But I wanted to bring this conversation up. <laughs> has anyone ever told you that you look like a celebrity or famous person? Sadly, uh, I get told all the time I look like, uh, what you call him, the guy from the Mummy, Brendan Fraser. Ah, that's a good one. Uh, actually, I can see that. I don't understand why you're doing this bit on a podcast that people listen to and don't see any of us. So, yeah. I, mean, like, I could say MD. I look like. Brad Pitt. I was going to say Tom <laughs> Holland there, but that would look absolutely odd because I've got a beard. So. <laughs> I wonder what he would look like with a beard. Rachel, mm-hmm. have you been told anyone? No. No? No. You can do that with you on Facebook, and I got told a little Nicole Kidman. So. That was a bit That's actually, do you know I can see that? That's a bit of a confidence booster. Yeah. Mind we did, we went to Disneyland when we were we, uh-huh. and we did like the Star Wars photo, so it took a photo of you and put your face in a Star Wars character, and yours was, that was Nicole Kidman, whose uh, face, whose character you were put on. Exactly. So. It's fate. It's all full circle. Well, you know what I mean? It's all making sense yeah. now. And that's a good link into Star Wars, unless, look, have you found the guy who voices the Yeti? I have indeed, yes. His name is John Ratzenberger. He played Ham in Toy Story as well, and he played Aye. The Underminer in The Incredibles, and he played Cliff Clavin in Cheers, and I've never seen Cheers in my life. Actually, like, I knew the name there, like, because I watched that movie trivia show that I've told you about all the time, movie trivia show down, and, like, I swear to God, he's always a question on it, but, like, actually completely blanked and like, who he played there, but John Ratzenberger, everybody. I wonder if I look like him. I wonder if we can get an image uh, of. I can confidently say you do not, because you don't have a white goatee and you don't have white hair, so... I, I don't have a white goatee or white hair yet, you know? Anyway, this week, look, you're back. Uh, I'm you're, back. You're in a top-secret location. Uh, dealing with fan mail, that's what the click of the keyboard's going to be. Uh-huh, yeah, could get some fans so in. So much fan mail, mate. I'm there, I'm going for it. Just reply <laughs> to everybody. Just reply all, fuck off. That's what you need, mate. That's what we need. And um, we're joined in the presence of greatness, the, the first ever... Uh, first time films pitch battle champion Rachel yep hi hello you're here a great victory if not a bit crooked I have to say there was a lot of things that had to fall into place for you to win and I don't say that in a bitter way I don't mean to diminish your victory (laughs) but like I just have pure talent I mean no you don't (laughs) (laughs) you really don't the fact is that um, it was a fix let's be honest (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't a fixed. Let's not diminish it. Like Nikki will actually rise from the grave that he's in right now. Nikki will be back for part two, but apparently he has food poisoning. Um, I don't quite believe it. I know he wouldn't listen to this part anyway. He doesn't listen to anything he's no on. So I just think he's in his scratcher right now. It's my fear. <laughs> he actually does listen to this. I'm in for it. Anyway, uh, this is a big week. It's our first time we're dealing with like a, a trilogy, more than one film. We're dealing with the Star Wars original trilogy. Obviously, uh, it's a big, big week for Star Wars celebration was this time last week. We got a, big, a lot of big news coming out of that, which we'll cover in part two. But for this point, we're dealing with the original trilogy. I want to get to for this opening spell. So, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope was released in 1977, 
It stars Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Peter Cushing, and Alec Guinness, among others. It was written and directed by George Lucas, and it's about the Star Wars. If you don't know what the Star Wars are, I don't know why the fuck you're listening to this show. Uh, it mm-hmm. made for $11 million and it made $775 million, so it was very profitable. Empire Strikes Back was the next movie, <laughs> released in 1980. Uh, it stars the same folk, this time directed by Erwin Kirshner, Rachel Tilly, dog to fucking shut up. Written by Elaine <laughs> Rackett and Lawrence Kasdan. <laughs> uh, it was made for $18 million and uh, made uh, $538 million. Return of the Jedi, 1983. All the same people starred in it again. Uh, it was directed by, uh, what's his name? Richard Marquand. And it was written by Lawrence Kasdan and George Lucas this time. Once again, Law of Dimension Returns. It was made for $32.5 million and only made, well, well, I say only made, it made $475 million. So it's still like fucking more than 100 times, its, more than uh, 10 times its budget, you know what I mean? Uh, we put the poll out on Twitter this week because uh, basically it wasn't a thumbs up, thumbs down. I asked, which of the three movies do you like better? Uh, 0% said the first one, A New Hope. What? 73... <laughs> I Say, know, I'm, I know going, I'm going to stop everyone there. Sorry, <laughs> what? The 73... The best. Right, 73% said Empire Strikes Back oh. and 27% said Return of the Jedi. Um, I'm sorry, but was this like two people answering this because... It was actually quite a lot for uh, what we usually get. Like, <laughs> in all honesty, cards on the table. It was like in double figures, so that's always a win. You know what I mean? So, wow. <laughs> Rachel, I'm, I'm actually just going to come at you first. I'm uh, sorry. I feel the strong reaction. Um, Can you stop apologising, Rachel? Or just say what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Which one of the movies do you like best? Do you agree with the poll? So, no, absolutely not. I just want to start off by saying I don't understand how this movie is so big. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. Number one, they take so long to do anything. Like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. The first one is by far the best, purely for the hype. The right. second one, I fell asleep through. And I didn't even get, <laughs> That's your fault. I didn't even get to the third one because I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit and watch another movie of them being shot by those wee stupid ball things with these side things at the side. Like, that's all that happens. All they do is race through the planets and then get shot at. Oh, do you know what she's talking about? The the Imperial fighters. Yeah, there. them. I actually had no idea what you talked about when you're saying ball things with the stupid things at the sides. But it's Honestly, the, it's, it's, it, was, it, it was the Imperial fighter she's talking about, which I actually think looked pretty cool. Uh, look, uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, what do you think of the poll? Do you think it's dead wrong? Um, uh, I think it's absolutely right. I don't think it's dead wrong. I think it's wrong to an extent. I think Empire Strikes Back is the winner. It's an absolute sensational sequel mm-hmm. for its time. Uh, and I think A New Hope Return of the Jedi is honestly hit or miss I think you've been in the right mood to actually watch it yeah because um, of the Ewoks the whole thing's fucked <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- there's so many weird things that happens in it like for example Lando driving the Falcon but wearing hands closed <laughs> it's so fucking weird <laughs> Aye, that, um, was, that is strange however uh, Nine Numb his co-pilot in that is one of my favourite characters. Uh, just Who's he's actually just... currently still surviving. He's still alive, mate. He's still alive. Apparently, like, this is, like, going off topic, which I think will happen a lot this week. Um, apparently, his role was meant to be Wedge until he's, like, he was meant to sort of be the nine uh background role in 789. Uh, however, uh, the actor who played Wedge didn't want to come back. So, 
Why would how much money would you be offered and you'd be like, no? I think he just wants to be like that cool guy who starred in Star Wars. Like, ah, oh, I don't oh, really, I don't really up, care Nick. about it. He's like the Nicky for this podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm on it, but I'm, a, I don't really care. Nah, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's it. The guy who plays Wedge Antilles. Right, we start off with the first one because it's actually the only one that Rachel watched in full for this week. Just to clarify, Rachel was the one who watched it for uh, the first time. Uh, so, a new hope, Rachel. You talked about. It taking a long time to do things and the one criticism that I've always had of this movie is it's a lot of C3PO and R2D2 in the desert oh, first, just walking about. <laughs> yeah, What's and, the um... point in that? Like, I'm sorry. What is the point in watching them for 10 minutes walking <laughs> through that desert and then those wee brown things Ewoks. Like, no, no, no. Oh. Ewoks, Jawas. Sad men. Jawas. Not no, Jawas. The, the sad men are after. Yeah. <laughs> so many creatures. It just took forever. I was like... <laughs> really? What yeah. the hell's going on? It did. It did take a, like a very long time, and I, like that's the the thing with Star Wars, and that's why I hesitate to start people off with uh, a new hope, is because like even I, as like a huge Star Wars fan, struggle with like that opening ten minutes. <laughs> to be fair as well, that whole segment is as soon as if it's like back and forth dialogue. It is literally C three PO and then. That's all it is. No more. Like, just... You're just hearing him translate what Arthur's just said to him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, that is a bit of a pain. Do you know what, actually? What, like, I hate Rogue One. I think it's well documented. I hate Rogue One, right? I actually. Fucking idiot. Rogue, 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 Rogue One's like a, it's a prequel to the original Star Wars oh, okay, movie, okay, okay. which shows okay. how they steal the plans that they're looking for. I'm actually now tempted, if I'm going to start someone watching Star Wars, to show them the last 10 minutes of Rogue One and then start A New Hope. Because at least they'll get some excitement, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like before mm. they get that big fucking dry spell of just uh, robots and Jawas like saying nonsense things for ten minutes. Um, but then we meet, then we meet your your namesake, Luke, Luke Skywalker, and his wee farm. Um, mm-hmm. And I do feel that's where the movie picks up, like when we get the message uh, from the get the sort of segment of the message from Leia to Obi Wan. Um, what is it about when we first meet Luke? Obviously, we know where his character goes, but do you like him? Like, cause I, I always struggle with him. <laughs> like, see... I, no, I get what you mean. Um, see, it was weird. I've always been since I was born. <laughs> I've been taking the piss out of with the. Yeah. We'll go on to the spoilers later on, but with the certain joke about Luke. Yeah, but see, as a hero, he's a bit of a wingy wee bitch. I agree. Yeah. He constantly whinges. He, he hates his aunt and uncle for literally no reason. Yeah. Um, and the whole bit uh, makes me cringe so much. And it's supposedly iconic now, but see the bit when he's standing and he looks at the two moons? Yeah. And it's like the pure orchestral bit, and he's looking at the sun. He's like, what do I want to be? Oh, look, fucking back to bed, John. <laughs> do you know, it's actually it's so easy to take the, the mick out of it now because obviously, like, you've seen uh, Blue Harvest look, the, the family oh, guy yes, parody, and it's like that mm. bit when he's looking out, and then it's just like John Williams, everybody, and there's a full uh, orchestral <laughs> chorus behind him, like, playing the music. So, like, there's some stuff that's been ruined by parody for me a wee bit, but like, I, yeah, I still yeah. like that. I think it's an iconic shot. You've got like the two the two moons of uh, Tatooine there and it's nice but I will say like see with like any fantasy or sci-fi series the the protagonist is always a whiny little bitch so I'm not just like no, putting that's that look like Harry Potter but there's nothing there's it's... nothing that Luke has that you, you latch on to you know what I mean like yeah. he's not he's not got a special skill or anything he literally Obi-Wan just sees him gives him his dad's lightsaber mm-hmm. and he's like you're now the chosen one essentially yeah he's like, right. yeah to be fair like, he didn't really do it and he just kind of got these well, robots about, and then just apparently he's that's, just pure 
that's the thing the prequel set it up better like well though do you know what i mean so in hindsight when you take the story oh, as a collective statement I, like i will say this right the the original trilogy these are better made films right the prequels is a better story for me overall like and i'll go into like the, a new hope a great film a cinematic masterpiece what they were able to do for the time like and it still holds up today is masterful but it is a pretty simple story of a guy goes out from his normal adventure is called up by someone else to do something doesn't want to do it at first eventually does it and then he's the hero by the end you know what i mean right so it's like mm. it's a very sort of simple structure but what i think makes star wars iconic is the world building and the fact that we get to see so many like different planets we get in this desert planet and then we're in space you know what i mean and then uh, we're on this like pure uh, forest planet and there's a big space station and there's a war machine and then our planet's blown up it's all that jazz that you're just like i want to see more of the world do you know what i mean it's the sense like, from rachel's perspective right rachel watches this and she's like i don't understand why people love this yeah. but see in 1977 mm-hmm. there was nothing like that it was all cowboys and mm-hmm. like that's gangsters. true so when that came out, they're like, oh, space. And then you realise how big space is and people just grasped on. Yeah, it could have been anything mm-hmm. in space. Yeah. It just happened to be this at the same time. George Lucas is a horrible director, right? Yeah. He can only do one thing. Same way Spielberg and all. I know I lately didn't him last week, but like... <laughs> <laughs> But see that those Avatar sequels, holy fuck. That's They're doing my heathen. That's Cameron, but that's James Cameron. Mate. Oh shit! Right, oh, did you mean Cameron? Fine, <laughs> that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I Spielberg was just like ET, and I was like, ET's ET's actually in this movie. Like, at, uh, there's oh, a yeah. point in Tatooine. He's in, he's in a. He's in Tatooine. What are you talking about? He's in Tatooine in the background. See when they're walking into the 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 bar. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, is yeah, I pointed out to Rachel. Is I don't that know if like attention. remasters or is that original? It's original because they're best pals, George Lucas and Spielberg. Like they went to school together and all that. I didn't know he was in it from the get go. Aye, he's in it from the get go. Um, <laughs> well, aye. What I was going to say though, Rachel, like the characters are iconic. Everyone knows the names of Luke, Leia, Han Solo, Chewbacca. Who was your favourite character in the movie? Hmm. A... Wow, big sign. That's how, That's a good question. <laughs> Must be one. Even if it's just like oh, probably. Wait, I would say either Princess Leia or Luke. Right. But Why Leia? So, she's kind of one of those, like, she does as she's told, but she's also, like, a bit bitchy and bossy. So she's yeah. got two sides to her, but then she when they try to make her flirt, and then, like, I just get really confused about this love triangle. Aye. Well, like, okay. I'm sorry, you can, either, you can either go for the 16-year-old boy, or you can go for the older man. Like, you need to decide what you're doing, honey. Well, that's her brother. As it turns out, I know you didn't see the last Sister movie. Play by yeah, Rachel, like you didn't see Return of the Jedi, so here's a spoiler. All right, uh, Luke and Leia are twins. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Live <laughs> <laughs> well, reaction, right now. <laughs> so there's not actually. They've wedged. Not like... They have full on wedged. They've wedged. Yes, they did. They In did front that. of people. Yes. <laughs> what would they make a difference if they did it in private? Yeah, they could have denied that. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Cersei and Jamie tried that in Game of Thrones. It just didn't work. But, like, oh. I, like I'll say this. Like, how it works out is essentially, like, you know that Luke is Darth Vader's son. Basically. Do we know that? When they were born, they were twins, but they were hidden and separated so that he couldn't find them. You know Wait, what I mean? So how so, does Darth Vader not know that Princess Leia is his daughter? 
because yeah. she didn't he didn't see the buff or anything like that. You know what I mean? He wasn't there. This is why the prequels help. <laughs> we couldn't do six movies this in just one episode. On... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Do you not think that there's not really a pattern? Like, I think oh. he just sat down one day and was like, the first thing that came to his head, put it a bit of paper, and that was it. Oh, I think you're being... writing work. I, I, I think you're being overly critical of it. Like, I actually think it's a good story and it's twist. Like, no, I was excited of... to watch it, like, see what the hype was about, but it didn't live up to it. Nah, I don't know. Like, like, what I will say for the first movie, the effects and the battles are great. Um, I think all the time. I actually do think that I know the prequel lightsaber battles got spoiled a wee bit. See, watching it back, the Obi Wan Darth Vader fight isn't as bad as I remember it being. Like, it's actually sort of a more traditional sort of sword fight. What I expect like fencers to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a more. Well, is this the fight when he dies right at the beginning, and yeah. then they start shooting them? Yeah. Oh, that was pathetic. How is it pathetic? That's harsh. Have like, you just adopted Nikki's role today? Yeah, I think there she is. There was both like... of them fighting, and then there was a wee white guys with their guns. Like they yeah. could have easily shot them. Also, back can I, I'm sorry, I'm not off topic. <laughs> you're right. But how many times should Luke and Leah have died in yeah. the first movie? I'm sorry. Don't apologize. <laughs> how could they have not died? Like, how can well, they be that bad at shooting? If they're meant to be these amazing so- like soldiers fighting for Darth Vader and they can't even fucking shoot to save themselves. Like, I think that you're right in a sense. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm staying quiet. I can't defend this one. But Rachel, I also need you to remember that we're watching a movie and there comes a point where you need to suspend your disbelief a wee no, bit. No, but you need... You know what I mean? if, if it's going to be a good movie, it needs to be believable. Here's like here's what I level at you. You're a Harry Potter fan, right? Oh, I, I love, love Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and I love Star Wars, right? You can't doubt Harry Potter, but you literally cannot. Sixteen, sixteen, like five or six sixteen-year-olds shouldn't be able to survive like six or seven fully grown Death Eaters in the Ministry of Magic. Okay, but they should get killed right away. But they're wizards, so that's different. It's not. It's, I bet it's the same. And I feel this is a bit of a touchy subject. I don't think we should go into a debate about this. <laughs> no, but like, what I'm trying to tell you is, like, I feel sometimes people, like, because you, you touched, you picked up on that Stormtrooper thing without any prompting, like, but it is, like, a pretty common criticism, like, that's directed at Star Wars, and I feel it's unfair because it's like, yeah, Frodo could have fucking died uh, searching for the ring, you know what I mean? But he didn't, because it's a movie and he's the hero. Harry Potter should have died multiple times, but he didn't because he's the hero. Yeah, sure, Luke should have got shot by about 50 blaster bolts at once, but he didn't because he's the hero, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so we, I feel people just need to back off that a wee bit. Like, I'm actually getting sick of it a wee bit now. Uh, did you like the way, did we both like the way the movie ended with the blowing up of the Death Star? And then obviously we get that lovely wee scene at the end uh, with them getting their medals and stuff like that. What was the medals for, exactly? And what, how for, did blowing the, up, the for blowing up the yeah, Death but Star, then, Rachel. But then did they become soldiers? Like, they didn't really no. make is that, that how you, clear. Is that how it works? Do you get a medal and you become a soldier? I don't know. They got That's they got question. a medal for doing a good thing. They got a medal for winning. They 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 helped like, destroy a, a planet killing space station. A planet killing space station. Also I mean? about that. So, I personally <laughs> watching the movie thought that that's where all the bad people were, right? And that was like their kind of base, like their own planet that they could move about on. Yeah. But in the next movie, there's a brand new one, and there's tons of them again. Wait, hold on. What do you mean the next one? The Empire Strikes Back doesn't have... There's no Death Star. They have that big ship. They're all back on again. 
Nah, it's not about the Star Destroyer. Yeah, there's multiple shits. They had a shit like that right. at the start. They but, but they didn't make that quite clear in the first one, so I thought they all died. <laughs> and I was very confused as to how they've all came back to life again. Jesus, look, do you like the ending of the first movie? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very good. It's very, like, full circle. Yeah. Like, they could have ended it there and that'd be it. That'd just been a film on its own. Yeah, but Chewbacca uh, doesn't get a medal. Oh, that is true. Like that. Either does the bots because he's an animal. Because he's a fool. Because he doesn't deserve one. It's the seventies. They're discriminating. Uh, it, is, it actually is. Like I'm fuming to this day. The fact that Chewbacca <laughs> doesn't get a medal. And the thing is, like we see from the new trailer, a bit of spoiler for what we're talking about later. Leia has that medal still. One of their medals. She's holding it in the new trailer. And I'm like, why does she have it? She didn't. She did fuck all. She just sat in that room. Chewie should have that fucking medal. I'm sorry. Right, Leia's a good character. She does good things. She might be my favourite character in all of Star Wars, actually, now that I come to think of it. But Chewbacca deserves that fucking medal. Leia should not have that medal. To be fair, yeah. what does Chewbacca do apart from try and fix ships? Fly the oh, Falcon. fix ships. Apart from... Fi- oh, yeah, just the ship that saves them multiple times and is <laughs> instrumental into saving the galaxy that he keeps afloat in the air in space. <laughs> Aye, that's an easy thing to do. Aye, all, all, all wound up. Man. Listen, like, I'm going to write, that's my next blog post, right? forget any sexuality or anything like that. Why does Chewbacca deserve a medal? That is the next thing that I'm, uh, I'm that's the next hell I'm dying on. All right? That's going to be my academic career from now on. Why does Chewbacca deserve a medal in Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope? Anyway, we're going to move on to Episode 5. That's the movie Rachel fell asleep during. Oh, God and Governor. <laughs> it's so bad Rachel I want what point what is the last thing you remember seeing in this film no I wait so I got I went to Morrison's and bought all my sweets and I was powering got to made my cup of tea and I was ready I was focused mm-hmm. and then I just got so bored but what bit did you get bored? what was um, the last thing you watched do you remember you don't even remember names. Just he to was what they look like. doing the handstand with what's his name? Yoda. Yoda on top of him. Right. Okay. And then they were right. moving the ship. Now that was I was kind of interested by that. I was like, well, this could this could go somewhere. And then it yeah. didn't go anywhere. Well, it does end up going somewhere. Like, yeah, but it, <laughs> like... so it might have been actually it might have been like the wee bit before that where it was kind of taking so long, like nothing yeah. was happening. They were just moving things and. They were just walking about that forest and then okay. God knows what the other two were doing. Look, here's the first problem I have with what Rachel's saying right now. She's right, got, okay. I did not think she would have met Yoda and then backed out because I don't understand how you can find Yoda boring in any way she Yoda is so fascinating mm-hmm. as a wee guy. He's a puppet yeah. and he's practical and he's there and he's talking and he's amazing. Yeah, He's so wise. In fact, fuck it, one sec. I'm in my grand's right now, and I just want to prove to you how popular Yoda is as a character. If you right. won't speak to Gran, there's no coming back from that. I'm going down right now, and I'm going to ask the question, who is your favourite Star Wars character? Or... Can I just say Gran, everybody? I'm just going to ask you a cares. question. Yeah. I'll ask you a question to prove a point right now, if you can speak it in the microphone. Who is your favourite Star Wars character? And You've not really seen it. Yoda. Yodo, exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's the point I'm trying to prove here. Yeah, right? that's because that's even, all, that's even, all I've even if you don't watch Star Wars, all right, you'll love Yoda. That is what is is all about. That is <laughs> what, what an absolute point made. By the way. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I feel this is a personal attack. I didn't say anything against Yoda. I just said it was boring that part. But you turned Empire Strikes Back off after Yoda had been introduced. I'm not even going to try and do his voice, right? Because it's famous in this show that I cannot do voices. And I, that was actually, that was actually good. Really good. <laughs> that was very thanks, good. Thanks. I can never get you back as You've well. You've been practicing <laughs> that. There you go. That's what you were doing last night. Boys, we can't, we can't record last night. I need to sit and practice my voices. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> call me out. Here's what I'm go- and here's also what I'm going to say. Like You talked about the love triangle and how it confused you. If you watch Empire Strikes Back, it becomes very clear that there is no longer a love triangle and that Han and Leia will, will be porking by the time that he, <laughs> that he gets unfrozen from carbonite. Right, so. also, also, how, what, what is that? I, what? I was like, oh, he's dead, like, that's it, he's gone. But no, then they're like, no. oh, yes, he's still breathing. And I'm like, how the f- Breathing. Wait a minute, what bit did you fall asleep at then? Because that's the end of the movie. I just stated that I then went back and watched the rest of it yesterday. Oh, okay, that's fine then. That's fine. But um, I know what happens in the full movie, I just didn't watch it all in the winter. Because right, it's okay. too brain well, damaging. Well, let's get to the twist then, alright? Because we're watching A New Hope, look, and I text you saying this because I was like, oh my god, she doesn't know. So I had to film your reaction watching this bit, Rachel, because like Rachel big point against Force Ghosts and the fact that Obi-Wan can still like talk and stuff like that. She was like, why doesn't Luke's dad just do that then? If Luke's dad was a Jedi. Mm. Why that's a very valid point. Why doesn't well he? Well, his, well, his dad's no dead. <laughs> that was, that's the point. His dad was his not dead. His dad was not dead. His dad was Darth Vader. But could he not... Could, see the guy that died? Could he not still do things but when he was no. alive? He could still talk no. to people? No. No, no guy died. There was no guy that died. At the, no, the first movie. Oh, Obi-Wan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can still talk to folk, eh? There's somebody in this house that I don't know the, I don't know who it is. What do you mean? An unusual voice. Well, this has turned from a podcast to everything from murder trial. <laughs> Sorry. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> right, me. That's fair enough, that's fair enough. No, it may be just me from mum's friend. But anyway, we're getting <laughs> off topic here. Um, I want to talk about the music, because um, I do feel that Empire Strikes Back is when it steps up a wee bit. I think the score is something that we can all appreciate together. Am I correct? The what? The, uh. the music. <laughs> that the music's class, yeah. Rachel? For musicians, yes. <laughs> okay. What is that? Mean? Also, can I... Um... <laughs> Going off topic, just, just a wee tad here. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I know it's so like well known, and it's very like up there with one of the best things about Star Wars. But see the start of the movies when it does that long music and the words, the crawl, the opening crawl. Oh my god, what is it? I'm sorry, I come to the cinema to watch the movie, not to sit and fucking read a novel. It's like, oh, it gives you key. Can you give it a backstory so you can <laughs> understand the context of the film? Right, Do you know right, what you've that's done exactly, though? Like... That's exactly where it's going wrong, first of all. Why should I need a backstory to understand my movie I'm going to go and watch? That's what the movie is intending to do. Mm, but it wants to build in that story already made. It wants to get you excited. It wants to push the boundaries. It just annoyed me. Mm. I know you don't like reading. <laughs> 
don't know. Constantly, uh, like, you know, mm. the, the spelling errors in your tweets constantly tell me that enough. However, shows up like character. I, I just think that you know, that's a very mute, mute point right there. Like, that's like saying that you shouldn't go and see the last two Lord of the Rings films and then come into Return of the Jedi and, like, oh, I don't need the backstory. This film should explain it for me. That's not how, like, a series works. Or a saga works, you know what I mean? Star, I get what you mean in terms of like, I, they should be able to tell me that like without just showing me words on a page. But it's meant to be part of like this big saga, like this big story. Like he always intended this to be the middle chapter, so he had to tell you sort of what came before in order to set that up in advance as well. You get what I mean? Okay, hmm. clearly you don't. <laughs> Look, the music. <laughs> yes. Uh, the reason I bring it up for Empire Strikes Back is because uh, it's Han and Leia's love theme is like my favourite score, I think, maybe. I said The Lion King a couple of weeks ago, but this is like neck and neck for me is the Han and Leia theme for this. Like, what's your uh, favourite track in all of Star Wars? Like, even if it's no like soundtrack, even if it's like a song performed in the movie. <laughs> well, as a musician myself, oh. uh, I do appreciate the music a lot in this, as Rachel does say. Mm. Uh, <laughs> But I feel like I'm attacking Rachel because she goes all quiet every time I slag. No, but the I can't. Obviously, I don't know any specific actual titles of songs like you, you big game. But <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, even know there's more than one song. But oh, the main off. title crawl is what everyone knows. You put it on, everyone will know it. Yeah, like, that's iconic as it is. And then you've got the Imperial March. Yes, which, uh, everyone also knows that's Darth Vader's. Tune. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, which you know as well. Uh, but see the, I know I'm kind of going forward a bit. See in the new uh, trilogy. Yes. She raised theme. Oh, the, the scavenger theme. I think that's the best theme that came, came out of Star Wars, to be honest. Give us a wee that's demo. class. Sounds amazing. Actually, I actually like Kylo's from the new one. I'm not going to lie, I like Kylo's theme as well. Like, it sort of plays in the Imperial March a wee bit. Um, I, I, I know what you mean. Like, it is. A... It's pure dark that way. Yeah, but yeah. I, I thought you were going to say the Cantina Band, because I think that's the right answer. Oh, yeah. fuck. Um, edit, rewind. <laughs> I love the Cantina Band. <laughs> What's um, the Cantina one? You know the one they were going to do? Let me do That's not from Star Wars. It goes. It's when they walk into the barn. He's got a wee tune going, and it's like all the big. See, David, you know how I'm a musician. I was able to articulate that over to your sister. Thank you. This, this is this is why you're on the show. It's the it's your musical acumen. And the voices. And the voices. That's 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 what we bring here. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Seventy-three percent of people said it was the best movie in the trilogy. In fact, we had two Star Wars movies in our top ten list that we all put together oh. Empire Strikes Back was the highest of those two that was on it uh-huh. um, yeah. and if you want to check out um, the article that we wrote on the First Time Films blog uh, there's a wee plug for you there <laughs> go and check that out what I said about Empire Strikes Back and you touched on it look at the beginning here is that even to this day for me it's the best sequel of all time um, uh-huh. because it plays on what's come before it doesn't directly copy it though it, it improves the story it plays off of what we already know it takes the characters in a new direction and it gives us this sort of darker tone. And I know people hate, like, when a new sequel comes out, I heard, like, the Frozen 2 trailer. People were saying, oh, this is the Empire Strikes Back of the Frozen universe, you know what I mean? Because it looked, like, slightly darker than the first Frozen. Uh, and I hate that. But, look, it's heavily influential yeah. as, like, what a sequel can do and what a sequel can prove, you know what I mean? 
Uh, definitely. Uh, what was the question there? I just too busy hearing the dunk. Uh, just about sequels. Just talk about sequels. <laughs> oh, sequels in general, mate. I'm trying, honest to God. I'm trying to think it up. The best sequel right now. was Incredibles 2. Uh, it's a good film, correct, but it wasn't the best sequel, no. Oh. Okay, High School um, Musical then. Oh, yeah, you got it in one. Wasn't that the one when uh, Zach Efron flings the water at his cell and goes, I'm not, can't understand. Not going to stop till I reach the top. Yeah, that's the one. Um, it's the one with Sharpie. My own way. No, nah, it's the one with Sharpie, Sharpie and she's like, iced tea imported from Turkey and Turkey imported from Maine, which are the best song lyrics of all time. Maine, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the best sequel ever, well, not the best sequel ever, but one of the best sequels of all time is The Dark Knight, I would suggest. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a computer in front of me is absolutely class. Aye. Um, I'd say that, and... like, I was actually hoping you say The Dark Knight because I'd say Dark Knight's heavily influenced off of Empire in a, a certain strange way, you know what I mean? Because it's Aye. like got two sort of distinct story threads running through it the same way the Empire does. You know what I mean? There's, see, to be honest, you've got, like, when it's big heroes and, like, action films, that's when your best sequels are going to come about. Mm-hmm. So you've got Terminator 2 in this list I'm looking at, and you get Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, and me and you had an argument about this mm. last week, was it? Yeah, it was. Spider-Man 2 yeah. is sensational, and is, it does so much more than the first one does. I'd agree with you, it's better than the first one. I just think that, I will probably, I actually want to maybe do that trilogy one day, because I think it's, and I think it's going to start a heavy argument among everyone. <laughs> I just think that that's, they're outdated for me, because they're too, like we like we've said this two weeks in a row now. We both watch Riverdale. It's not that I don't like campy stuff. I just don't like I, I, I don't, Riverdale man. I prefer my superhero movies no to be that white bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just I, too... you're forgetting the time it came out in 2004, mate. Like, I know. You still I, I, had like Ghost Rider to come out and stuff like that. Like yeah. that was a that was a time where films are getting churned out for I was about to say just churned out for money as if they're not getting churned out for money now <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> but, um, but they're the, getting churned out just for the sake of it but the thing is that the first two X-Men aren't like that for me you know what I mean the first two X-Men still hold up better than the first two Spider-Men do you know what I mean you take a scene from either X-Men and put them in the, like you know what I mean like they look the exact same film yeah as well they're quite dark and gloomy Mm-hmm. But I feel like they've never shifted to that either. That's, like well, that's also true. That. We're, we're going off a wee bit, but what we're saying is, I think the overall point is, Empire Strikes Back is one of the first sequels that did well, and even to this day, it's one of the best sequels of all time because of what it did for the franchise. Yeah. If there's no Empire Strikes Back, and as good as it is, you don't get the Star Wars sort of world you have today. You know what I mean? It does, it does everything... That it's supposed to do as a sequel. It expands in the story from the first and then it leaves you wanting more after mm. it's finished. That's yeah. what you want to do. Definitely. And we're going to go into Return of the Jedi now. Um, it's the end of the franchise here. Um, it's the end of the road. We get to meet Jabba the Hutt for the second time. Now, I really like the fact that they set Jabba up in A New Hope, right? And this is like where I disagree with what you said, Rachel, about how oh, that he's just writing things on the fly. Because clearly he set Jabba the Hutt up and the fact that he wants Han Solo at the very start of A New Hope, and we don't see it really pay off into the start of Return of the Jedi, that for me is a really good example of long-term storytelling. You know what I mean? And I know mm. you I know you didn't get to see Jabba, Rachel, but do you know who he is? The big slug thing. The big slug thing. Aye, the big slug guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and Luke, how much do you enjoy the scene in Jabba's palace? And what is there anything aesthetically <laughs> um, <laughs> that you think is Fuck great off, about David. it? Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just talking about... You know, maybe like production design, costumes, maybe uh, hairstyling. And the original, the original <laughs> cut, yeah, uh, it looks sensational. It's 
Like, they clearly put... This is the third film in the trilogy, and they had all the money they wanted, mm-hmm. and they put everything in. They're making this look like an absolute... Like, as we say, palace. It's not a palace. Mm-hmm. But it's like, everything is practical, and everything is there. Everything you see in that screen is there when the actors were there, kind of thing. Yeah. It's amazing. But... When they remastered it and made it into some fucking weird CG <laughs> and you could see inside some wee alien's mouth as he sings. Yes, I do. The saliva. Yeah, I remember oh, it, and it's like the wee long mouth, like the mouth sticking out like bad 2003D almost. It is bad. Uh, I was talking... They ruined that scene with that. I was wanting to talk about the bikini. Oh, the iconic. Oh, Leia's bikini. Aye, I wanted to talk about Leia's bikini. <laughs> Uh, I was going to miss that out because Rachel's currently here and I didn't want to be a big You can't even know talk about it. Like It's one of the most iconic movie costumes of all time. Yeah, you know Rachel, what I mean? People going about it, like guys going about it, is no, it's no, it's, it's, it's no. You've got to remember though, and I don't mean to be really crass here when I talk about this, right? This was, an, here as well. this was an era where you didn't have like internet porn, all right? Right. For a lot of young boys back in nineteen, when was this nineteen eighty three? This yeah. would have been like a big thing for them. Exactly, this would have been a big thing. Yeah, literally as well. <laughs> uh, Graham, like it was uh, when Force Awakens came out. Leah, uh, always she's not called Leah in real life. Carrie Fisher was on uh, with uh, Daisy, uh, who plays Ray in the okay, new trilogy and Graham was like is there any advice uh, that you can offer like obviously from one sci-fi and like, Carrie just turns to her dead series and like just be prepared um, to, for a lot of guys to tell you that they had their first wank over you <laughs> it's actually I feel like I feel like so it's you days in Italy but it's like it's not going to happen with her because she's very innocent that's true yeah, that's true. And she's she's male, she's more sister motherly like than she is. Yeah, princess. I'm gonna kick your ass. Like. I will. I will say about Carrie Fisher. She's always been funny. It was like I think George Lucas got inducted into some sort of filmmaking hall of fame, um, like ten, fifteen years ago, and they got Carrie Fisher to do the induction speech. Uh, the induction speech, and she ends the speech by saying, "I hope I slept with you to get that job, because if not, who the fuck was that guy?" <laughs> 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 it's actually hilarious and I saw I miss her so much. Um I will <laughs> I will say this, um it's one of the things I hear about the franchise happens at the start of Return of the Jedi. Um and it seems to be a recurrent theme with cool Star Wars characters or Star Wars characters who look cool. Like you've got one Star Wars character in every trilogy who just looks amazing and you can sell a lot of toys. You've got Darth Maul in the prequels, you've got Captain Phasma in the sequels. And you've got Boba Fett in the original trilogy, the, the, the one who started oh, it all. Sake, Boba see, man. see for a character who looks so cool and like has the potential to be like an all-time great, see for him to just die the way he does at the start of the next film. It's, it's a so fucking, tra- it's a fucking tragedy, man. Is it Luke that hits his jetpack? <sighs> no, it's Han because he's blind. Right, so he hits his jetpack and the way... Since when's Han blind? Uh, when he comes out of the carpet, so they unfreeze him for that thing, and at first he's blind for like the first hour or so, so he's been wandering around like nobody would see anything, and he accidentally bumps into Boba Fett's jetpack, <laughs> and he and he flies into a sh- sarlacc pit. The sarlacc yeah, pit, yeah, it can slowly digested over a thousand years, which I don't think is a key detail you need to know because he's probably going to be dead within thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Nah, he's going to get chomped up. Yeah, so it's like, why do we care how long it's going to take to digest him? You know what I mean? But his dad 
but his dad. Right, his dad got a quick death, but that's a story for an day. <laughs> he just got Sam Jackson's his head off, man. Absolutely, just like. <laughs> and, he, and Boba had to sit and watch. <laughs> Do you know what I don't like about that scene, though? They say, like, when your head gets cut off, you would, like, be twitching or something, they'll still be able to move around for a wee bit. <laughs> That's a chicken you tell there's, no, like there's no twitching from Django Fett, and I've checked. Like, there's no. <laughs> I want to see some spasms, man. <laughs> That's, how... That's what I'm looking for. Uh, so, anyway, there's a second Death Star. They've started to build a second Death Star. That's what the, the third film's about. Um, and we finally get to sort of meet the Emperor. Um, and a lot of the movie is basically Luke and the Emperor having this pure ideological conversation um, about <laughs> about whether Darth Vader still has the potential to be good or not. Um, Luke, what do you think about the Emperor? Obviously, we meet him in Empire Strikes Back, um, yeah. but this is really the first time we get to see him. He's the big bad of the trilogy, you know what I mean? And a very important character is Arshiv. Oh, yes, he's absolutely crucial, but he's also the most terrifying old bastard you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> it looks like he doesn't do anything, but the fact that everybody's shit fear him yeah. proves like how bad he is. Mm-hmm. And it's not until spoilers the end of Return of the Jedi when you see him fucking zapping Luke and just laughing. It's quite a scene. It is quite a scene just with his force lightly. Rachel, did you pick up an Emperor in Empire Strikes Back? Uh, obviously he's been mentioned before. Were you like interested in any way to see who he was? Obviously, he didn't watch Return of the Jedi. Uh, but what was your impression of him, just from the way that people sort of spoke about him or anything? Of who? The Emperor. Do you not know who it is, no? No, I have no idea who it was. That's fair enough. <laughs> I was about to say, that sort of doesn't prove my point a wee bit, because I was about to say, I think they actually set him up well in anticipation. I think that's what's annoyed people about a certain announcement that's happened for episode nine, is that there was so much build-up to the Emperor in the original trilogy that... If you're going to bring him back for a new trilogy when there's no setup, it doesn't kind of it doesn't work in the same way, you know what I mean? But I do have to say that a very good villain and stuff like that. I want to get into the sort of impact that Star Wars has had. Obviously, since this original trilogy came out, we had to wait. What? How many years was it? It was 1999 when Phantom Menace came out, wasn't it? Look, so we've got a 16 year gap. But in that 16 years, like you had so many books written about it like so many fan conventions like a fan base that just kept growing and growing like why did you think like after return of the jedi finished that it continued to be so popular in my opinion yeah well it obviously from the 70s and 80s that's like it was a huge time for film so when like kids growing up then turned into like dads and just older like say they they got a younger brother say they became dads Mm -hmm. like they just they wanted to show where they loved this film. Mm-hmm. and then they, But then obviously the curiosity kicks in. What happened in between films? What happens before the films? What happens after the films? It just grew and grew and grew. But see, mate, no joke. If you go and watch right now, you, Rachel, Rachel and I'll see if you go and watch the Phantom Menace trailer. Yeah. The trailer is amazing. It's not like... <laughs> it, it gets you so fucking excited for this film. It's absolutely guff. Yeah. Um, and then if you go, there's a video somewhere and it's like them showing it at a a con or something yeah or, or before a film and the whole cinema erupts man it's mental like Class. people are absolutely obsessed and so excited to see this film but i don't think MD knew it was about Arakin when it was mm-hmm. coming out at the time i think they just thought it was a new star wars i will say 
I'll say for Rachel because I do want her back on when we do the prequel show. Because <laughs> oh, I think this has been fun. see Rachel, see if you hated Empire Strikes Back. Oh my god. Do you know what? Like, I'm actually going to put a bet with you right now. I actually think she'll like the prequels 10 times more than she likes these movies. If, honest to God, if Rachel likes Attack of the Clones the best out of all three of them, I will give Rachel a tenner. That's just fucking stupid. I'll give you a tenner top. But then, Rachel, I was going to ask, like, obviously there's been spin-offs and stuff like that that you won't actually know any fuck about. Like, mm-hmm. you have no clue what they're about. Was there anything in those first two movies that you watched that you were like, I would like to see what that was like before? Or I would like to see the story after? I would like to see more about this character? Was The very start, like, why did they invade in the first place? Oh, we could have a fallen out. Like, no, I'm yes, Rachel, Rachel, I'm going to point you to the direction of a film called Star Wars A Rogue One, and that'll tell you exactly what you're looking for. Like, I understand that it's for the map, for, or like whatever it was for their the plan. Yeah. Yeah, the plan. Like, I, I get that, but. Are you not curious why, how the plan got there? Yeah, why does she have it in the first place? Oh, yes. Go watch A Rogue One and just feel, I just love it. It's insane. There is a movie that tells you that. They brought that movie out like two years ago, Rachel. See, so, why, right, so how long ago did these movies come out? Um, The first one was 1977, years? so over 40 years. But over, we had to wait over 40 years. People have died <laughs> and not got to know why she had those plans. It tells you in the opening bit if you fucking read it. But right, it does actually, again, yeah. back to my point. Pointless. I don't <laughs> want to read it. I want. So to... you're saying people who have died who did like I'm no, I'm not reading that. Then... Watch the film. That's... And then they're like, oh, what do I happen to be just read the script? No, no, no. I'd rather die than I... read that script. <laughs> That's like, their fault for being illiterate. You know what I mean? Like, I can't... because no we don't want. Want to well, what if somebody? What if somebody's blind? And they, they, can hear. they can only That's, hear the audio. They had the, the wee braille things when they go in the cinema. Like, this is the opening bit, by the way, if you just want to read this. Like. <laughs> you can just quietly take five minutes out of your day just so you yeah. understand the film that you're going to watch. Do you know what I'd like? Like, look, if you had to get someone to, if there's a blind screen in a Star Wars, this, I'm sorry if this is insensitive for anyone, but who do you want to narrate the opening, credit, the opening titles? <laughs> Oh, I was about to say David Attenborough there, but I, I, <laughs> that would be good. I want somebody like pure mental, like you. Know, who's the guy? Remember in the nineties, Sonic the Hedgehog was voiced by Erko. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Erko from uh, <laughs> Phil. Well, it wasn't Phil House, but it was something like that. Aye, aye, aye. That'd be no <laughs> that bad. Guy. I would like um, Chris, uh, Chris, Christopher Walken, <laughs> and his yeah. King and his King Louis voice, uh, voice oh. from the, the New Jungle Book. What is the dog up to today? Yeah, there's a lot of people in the house. I might have to live and leave you because there's... Is there a cult or something like that? I don't know. I've like, left for five minutes. Like, what is going on? This is like happening, but there's a lot of You're lot of failing people. your nails as well, Rachel. Well, not. Oh, God, it's the cousins. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is um, sorry to David and Rachel's cousins if you're listening. Oh, they're like seven, mate. They're like seven and they're no. terrors. Te- sorry, Uncle John, if he's listening. I love we'll, them with my heart. We love your sons. We love your sons. Oh, we my God. Um, I'm not prepared for this today. If I, I'm just over. Want to, I want to sign off with this question then for part one. Is this the best trilogy of all time? And if yes. not, what is the better one? Yes, it's the best trilogy of all time. I can't think of a better one. Uh, yes, Rachel. Rachel, do you have a better trilogy? High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> I would Sorry. argue. I would argue because we've both acknowledged Luke, that Return of the Jedi isn't as good as the other two. That it's still uh-huh. probably my personal favourite. If I'm talking in terms of quality, what could be better? 
in terms of consistency, I would argue maybe Toy Story. Oh, oh. I that's a, a shoot. Because that's not oh, a bad I movie. All, I think there is a, a common denominator here. I think Toy Story is the one. <laughs> right, because there's not a bad movie in the Toy Story trilogy. Like it's hard for you to say what's Toy the best Story one. Also heavily like inspired by Star Wars or something like that. There's something about Toy Story and Star Wars that match up. It was Lucasfilm that developed a lot of the technology that Pixar ended up using. On, in fact, I think. Um, I think this, uh, there was a, there was a thing Lucasfilm and Pixar were very heavily linked in their early days. So you are right there, um, but I, I, would, I wouldn't know the the exact story of it. But anyway, we're going to give every movie a score out of ten. Oh God, <laughs> oh, David, come on, fuck. <laughs> Rachel, please give me your scores out of ten for uh, the first two movies that you watched. I'm going to give the first one a solid eight. Okay. Because I actually did enjoy it. There was just a lot of it annoyed me. Okay. The second but one? I think that's what made me enjoy it. The second one, I'm going to give a solid three. Oh, my bloody oh, God. Yeah. Jesus. That drag. Oh, my God in government. <laughs> oh, my, <laughs> oh my God, God in government. Oh, my God in Spatesden. Look, we'll come to you. Speaking of uh, Spatesden. Uh, I would give A New Hope a solid nine. Empire Strikes Back a solid ten. And it's on the Jedi and eight. But um, you don't mark these scores down. I can't stress this enough. This is a pointless segment. They're all in Spotify. If you so wanted to, you can go back through every episode, look, and mark okay, down, well. and mark down the scores. I'm happy for it to be done. Um, I will give a new hope an eight point five. Oh, this point push. I'll give. No, you didn't have hold. None of that. None of that. You can't. That's like me going. Oh, okay, I want fish for my dinner tonight. Nine, but nine, you know, ten. I might have macaroni with it. Like, like that makes no sense. Anymore. Exactly. <laughs> what? So that, that's my point here. We can't have points. We can't have like, a point five. I've, I've slightly enjoyed your nonsense today, Rachel, but that was a step too far, right? I'll give a nine, ten, and eight as well. Look, I'll agree with you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway. You're going to say can maybe a ten? Aye. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I question like, I just... how we're siblings. Listen, so do I. Everything everyone does. Listen, all right, we're going to be back in part two. Rachel will most certainly not be here uh, because (laughs) (laughs) she does not know anything about Star Wars. uh, And it's all going to be Star Wars news. We're talking to talk about everything that came out of Star Wars Celebration, the new trailer for episode nine. Um, the family is making a lot of noise down there. We'll be talking about uh, <laughs> the new trailer from the new game, started Jedi Fallen Order, and we will be talking about the Mandalorian. Nicky uh, should have crawled out his bed by now, and he'll be joining us as well. Uh, so, see you back in part two. Bye. Bye, girls. So, Nikki, Rachel says that The Empire Strikes Back is a boring and bad movie. That's fine, mate. <laughs> I, I, I honestly could not care less. That's fine that that's her opinion. <laughs> what, how, if it, on a scale of 1 to 10, how attached are you to Star Wars? Like, how much do you like it? Fucking honour, mate, but I don't care if other people don't like it. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> last week you laid into Higgins for no liking South Park last right, week you I, had a very because that's what I diaries. thought that's because it's his type of humour I wouldn't right. think Rachel would like Star Wars that's also true that's a good justification for it though I want to ask you just because you weren't here for the first bit favourite Star Wars character in the original trilogy 
the Sarlacc. <laughs> 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 uh, we, did, we, we talked about the Sarlacc, and I don't know. Probably <laughs> Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt's a good one. I was saying I like how they set him up in the first one, and then it like pays off in the third one. You know what I mean? It's like really smart. I, I don't know. I might think about this. Mate, I don't know. Lando's good as well. I've always liked Lando. No, I don't like him. I like Leia though. Leia's cool. Leia's good mm. to an extent until she just like becomes friends with a teddy bear in the last one. Oh, the Emperor, obviously. That's it. Emperor's the man, man. Well, we're going to be talking. <laughs> man, man. What an absolute. Speaking of that, we could talk about what you said yesterday about women. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> oh yeah, and I said about short hair, and you said oh, I like women to be women. Actual short, man. <laughs> <laughs> said, said that as a joke, man. Right, anyway, <laughs> episode nine trailer. Um, episode nine trailer came out. Um, at Star Wars Celebration, which happened last week. Um, basically, just to run through what the trailer was, we get a lot of Luke narrating. Um, saying that a thousand generations of Jedi now live within you we're assuming he's talking about Rey we get the shot of Rey on a desert planet that could be Tatooine, it could be Jakku um, or it could be, people are speculating that it could be the planet that was featured in Rebels quite heavily um, but she does that really cool jump over what seems to be Kylo Ren's TIE Interceptor um, and then we get a lot of shots we get uh, Finn, we get we get Poe, we get BB-8, we get BB-8's new uh, friend strange looking droid thing um, and then one of the final shots we get is of a part of the destroyed Death Star Ray sort of looking at it, it seems to be a sort of maybe foresty planet uh, which maybe thinks makes me think it's probably Endor rather than Yavin so I'm thinking the second Death Star but I don't quite know um, and then also um, something happens at the end and all uh, Sheev Palpatine decides to laugh and we know it's Sheev Palpatine because at Star Wars Celebration uh, what was his name? It's not. How have I blanked on his name there? It's not Who's Ian McLeod. It's not Ian McLeod. <laughs> uh, what's what's his name? I forgot the name. Hold on, I'll get, 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 i just I'll open it up to both of you. Did you like this trailer? Did it do anything to build the hype for episode uh, nine? Uh, I thought it was all right until the Emperor's laugh. He's and and brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> then it was amazing. Uh, I, I was I was in Silverburn at the time. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I was in the trailer out and Kerry was like, Oh, you don't get signal in here, so I had to run outside and sit in a wee shitty wee cushion. Yeah, and there's a boy sitting next to me, and I sat and watched it in pure excitement. And my I never had ear- earphones either, so I was playing it loud. Mm-hmm. And when uh, I heard Palpatine's laugh, I get goosebumps and went <laughs> right. The wee boy went, "Can I watch?" So I ended up watching the trailer twice with some weird random boy. <laughs> so like, I, was <laughs> I was in work at the time, and I actually said to him, "I was like, look, I'm going to the toilet." <laughs> sat, sat in the disabled toilet and watched it about three or four times. Oh, Joe it's to- so amazing. Joe Thomas cheated me at risk again, and halfway through the risk game, when it became clear that he was going to win, because he's a big cheating bastard again. Um, Joe. Fuck off, mate. He fucking cheated me again. I'm fuming. Like, we're not talking again. Um, basically, no, I'm kidding on. But basically, I was, halfway, <laughs> I was halfway through it and I was like, oh my god, the Star Wars trailer's out. And then, like, everyone's like, well, you can't just leave the game. And I was like, for fuck's sake. So I had to wait like an hour. <laughs> like, Luke's message me on Facebook, just like the new trailer's out. And I'm like, I know, like, I can't even but watch it. But you couldn't it. watch it during like that's 
Do something ridiculous. It gets very serious. It gets very serious. It was just me, Joe, and a couple of RCS friends. Uh, but there was this guy named Dimitri who clearly wasn't trying to win, and that really annoyed me. Like he was just trying to. I wouldn't even get into. I wouldn't even get into. Like what I would do. I, it was basically you <laughs> I, I, but the thing was it's, like it's less socially acceptable for me to get annoyed at this guy because I don't know him but I still did anyway but anyway <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we think about the Emperor coming back there's been a lot of this is basically the main part, point of the trailer because we don't know much about the story from anyone else uh, from anything else. so I want to talk about the Emperor first Nikki you're saying there that that actually took the trailer from you for it to be average for you to being brilliant why are you excited about him coming back because I just think it's going to be mental <laughs> <laughs> There's obviously a good chance they'll fuck it up and it'll just be shite, but it also could be absolutely mental. That's true. <laughs> Which would be great. Wait, do, you, do you stand with Nicky? Uh, I do, but I thought the trailer was class. Um, ah. But I've got a theory. I'm not got a theory around it. Ha <laughs> ha, sorry, bumping somebody's idea. But um, <laughs> uh, that's bit to start with Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, people saying, why isn't the. What do you call it? I want to say TIE Fighter. No TIE, tie, in, fighter, tie Interceptor. A TIE Interceptor. Why mm-hmm. isn't it shooting her? Why is it just trying to speed her? Yeah. And, uh, somebody went because it could be a training. Uh, I, I think it's training. Yeah. It's like a training thing. Whatever it is. Uh, and that's why training montage. But <laughs> <laughs> well, see the bit with... Um, you see the... Oh my God, I've actually had a brain fart. The Death Star. Yeah. I think it's still sitting there. It's mental to think that it's been there the full time. Mm-hmm. And it's also unbelievable chills the fact that Palpatine is somewhat alive. Yeah, but like the only problem is there's not a sign of rust in that Death Star, man. It must have been like top quality goods that thing was made out of because oh, that yeah. thing should be of brown. It's it's made by many good contractors, I think. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to say, I hate to be, I, I, I'm not usually the voice of negativity in this show, right? No, I just think that's I'm going to say that I really don't think that bringing Palpatine back is a good idea. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) I'll tell you why. Kylo Ren, for me, has the potential to be one of the best villains in Star Wars history. I I really like the story. Even if you criticise The Last Jedi, his story in The Last Jedi and his arc in The Last Jedi was great. Because we went from Kylo Ren being this wee boy who was just annoyed at the world. Like You could sort of forgive him for getting drawn to the dark side. Maybe it wasn't his fault. And he killed his dad out of anger and resentment. But then in the last Jedi, we get him actively choosing to embrace the dark side as a man, and then being like, "No, I'm going to kill my mum and uncle." You know what I mean? Like actively making those choices at the end of that film. <laughs> Great choices. No, no but like, kill my mum. No, good choices, but good villain choices. So I want to see, I want to see a good end to his story, and I don't want the emperor or the presence of the emperor to overshadow that because for me. People are saying, oh, you need a big bad, you need a big bad. Kylo Ren's been set up to be this big bad at this point. It's like the last two films were like the years 2004 to 2007 for Randy Orton, and now it's like 2008. Oh, shut Randy up. Orton. Take your this podcast, mate. That's what I'm feeling with it, you know what I mean? Right. And... This is where I'm going to disagree with you. So, seeing The Force Awakens, yeah. Kylo Ren was class. Right. right. Because as soon as you see him, he walks out and he kills that old guy. Do you remember this? Yes. Should they take his mask off so soon? That was the only problem. Right. But even at that, see, when he was like torturing Ray, mm-hmm. he was like, he was a vicious bastard. And mm-hmm. see, the, see, when he took a fit in the wee control center and he did yeah. when he went with his lightsaber, you could tell he was a vicious, vicious bastard. But mm-hmm. then uh, The Last Jedi, I didn't feel like he was that same guy. He was contemplating what he was doing, if it was right. But mm-hmm. I just felt like, see, if they just took that out and like, 
he consciously knew that he was, he wanted to be bad, then I think that would have been better rather than seeing the choice of. By the way, another thing I've seen him with his top off and I hated it. So <laughs> <laughs> I like when we see him without his mask and that though because it's it's human. I like that the human. I don't want him to be human. Nah, but like we've already seen like the robot with like Grievous and Vader and stuff like that. I like a human villain sometimes. You know what I mean? Darth Vader and, was human. And a complex, yeah, but it was more, it was more machine than man. But you see them in the original trilogy. Wasn't it Grievous, mate? That's such a stupid comparison. <laughs> what I'm going to say with the Emperor is this: if he is a Force ghost or is a hologram, which we've seen in Battlefront Two, yeah, given orders, then I'll be fine with it. If it's a clone, or he's actually still alive, I will instantly be fuming unless I they get me. Alive. If he's alive, I wouldn't be happy, and I will. It, I'll struggle to see past it. Like I'll try my best to accept it and accept their reasoning for it. And if it's really good reasoning, then it will win me back on side. But see if he's alive, and it's just like, oh, he just survived the fall. Like it was the same way Luke survived, like the the fall um, in Empire Strikes Back. Darth Maul as well. He survived. Yeah, but there was like half and falling. I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree, and it's the same thing I'm talking about. The the justification for Darth Maul surviving was actually a pretty good one if you watch Clone Wars. So it won me back on side with that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying there's no potential for me what be win back if he is actually still alive, but I'm saying it's going to be difficult because it's going to be really good justification of it. Um, the next question I want to ask: What desert planet do they, we think they're on? Jakku. Yeah. yeah. 100% Jakku, it's got to be, it's got to be full circle, she comes back to Jakku, because that's where we've seen the whole flashback with her, like, mum and dad, or parents even, getting mm-hmm. taken away, where she came from, uh, the Simon Pegg character, what's him, the big fat guy? Oh, uh, I was about to say Jürgen Klopp, and it's, <laughs> it's not Jürgen Absolutely Klopp, not. <laughs> it sounds, it, it sounds kind of like Jürgen Klopp. Um, but like, it's got to be full circle when she comes back to Jakku, and she needs to like reflect on it like, as a character kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I can't not see the, the film ending in Jakku, basically, or like a big mm-hmm. huge fight. Yeah. Um, it's got to be, it can't be, ta- if it's Tatooine, I'll be raging, because... We've moved away from that. It's supposed to be about Ray's story. Mm-hmm. I mean, so if they want this Skywalker, he's called. Sorry, to interrupt. He's called Unkar Plot. <laughs> see Jurgen Klopp, Unkar Plot. Same right. person. See you how like they want the Star Wars, the Skywalker saga to be done. But if they want it to be done, they're going to just keep coming back to it with. Well, obviously they'll be talking about Luke's death a lot in this one, mm-hmm. and if they go back to Tatooine, it will just be constant reminder of who lived there. I agree. I do agree with you. I'd like it to be Jakku. I wouldn't mind it if it was the planet and Rebels, which I'm forgetting, uh, that they save quite a lot because there is a rumour um, that I've seen online. It was actually Torres. It's a shame he couldn't uh, be here right now. He'll be back for no, the... No, it's great. He'll be back for the in-game <laughs> review next week. Um, but there's a rumour, a very heavily rumoured thing that Ahsoka is making a cameo rumor, in this movie. Um, mental, which I've seen and I was freaking out. I'd love it. And Nikki, I don't yeah, know how much good. you know about Ahsoka. Um, I do, mate. I know a lot. Yeah? Oh, what's her, <laughs> what's her birthday? <laughs> Sometime um, during the year. Ah, good, good, good answer. Um, I think I'd, I'd love to see her, but I do think that... I don't think she'll be alive when we see her, Look, And this plays into my theory. I think that we're getting tons of Force Ghosts here. Because Luke's saying that a thousand generations now live in you. I think she goes to... Like, <laughs> some sort of Jedi planet or Jedi temple or some sort of spot, and we get, like, Rey interacting with 
hundreds of four scores. I'm talking we're seeing Ewan McGregor back. I think we get Hayden Christensen back. I think we get no, Sam mate, Jackson back. I think You'd love Hayden that. Back. And it would just be terrible. It just needs to be one scene, Nicky. And it's like them passing, we'll pass down our knowledge to you. That's where Luke's talking. You, oh, all of us have passed down our knowledge to you now. It's time for you to go out and do it for yourself. You know what I mean? Or something along those lines. And I think that the problem I have with this is right. So Ray's full sensitive, right? Right. But the end of the last Jedi, you had that random wee boy. Yeah. <laughs> this is what annoys me. Like, so see if Ray's going to see all the false goals. Like, say your theory's true, right? Yeah. See Mace Windows, she's looked, she sees everybody and they pass in the knowledge. Right. And then Ray lives a life and then she dies. Does that mean every single false ghost is going to have to go to the next? Jedi and explain everything? No, because I think the idea is that Ray will start the training again, so she has all that knowledge now that she can pass down, so you don't uh-huh. need everyone now, like all the generations now, all that knowledge lives within inside her. So I she's... don't really get how Luke's just going to randomly be sound of that, but after he just dismantled it all because of him, because of Kylo Ren becoming a Sith. So because... he suddenly got to be like, oh, never mind, just have all the knowledge. Because he had a nice wee, uh, had a nice wee conversation with Yoda that set him straight. You know what I mean? The Jedi text, and Yoda was like, have you even read them? And he said, <laughs> no. That was a conversation between me and Nikki before every podcast. <laughs> Nikki complaining about the show. Me asking, have you even watched it? And I'm going, well, so no, not really. <laughs> he was having a go at me yesterday because I've not listened to any podcast that I'm not on. I said that you were like, the, uh, the, I said in the first part, um, the guy who plays Wedge until he's refused to come back for the new trilogy because he thinks he's too cool for it. And I was like, that's like Nicky with this podcast. It's like, <laughs> he's the Wedge Antilles of the first-time films. That's what I said. Um, aye, so good trailer. Gets us hyped. No much more I want to touch on with it. I don't think there is much. Finn and Poe, we don't really see much from. And Rose, I didn't see... I didn't really care. Oh, could care less about <laughs> What I will say is... Are we concerned in any way about the Carrie Fisher footage not fitting into the story? Or do you think JJ would have done it like fully? Oh, don't call him JJ, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Miss, do you think Mr. Abrams would have done it? <laughs> with, <laughs> don't call him JJ. <laughs> with, with JJ. The, do you think he would have done it like knowing full well, like we're only doing this if it fits in perfectly? If I were to take a wild guess, it would be that JJ done Force Awakens, right? Yeah. And then they gave it to Ryan Johnson for the same one. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson basically fucked it. I'm not saying no, he didn't. I wouldn't say fucked it, right? But uh, people weren't really happy with it. So whoever the guy they had on for the third one, yeah, he gets sacked or left, whatever it was. Colin Trevorrow got sacked because he brought out a movie called uh, The Book of Henry, uh, which is apparently a big, massive shit show. I've not seen it, but apparently it's dreadful. Um, so he gets out, and then they had two years to get someone on, someone to rewrite, blah, 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 can hang, and JJ came back. But he's got a job of finishing off the stories he started in Force Awakens, plus bridging over the, like, the arcs and mm-hmm. Last Day Jacket. So it's, it's a huge thing for him to do, but I think bringing Palpatine in is their way of saying, I know we've done all this in the last film and what we fucked up but here's Palpatine but here's the thing there's no pleasing Star Wars fans though but there isn't because Force Awakens it was like it's too similar and then Last Jedi it was like it's too different it's like what do you want you know what I mean I don't think the complaint was it was too different I think the complaint was it was very out of character for a lot of the characters that you knew I could argue I'd argue the Luke thing 
to the hilt that it's the right portrayal of him. Like, no, see if I'm, you not, ask I'm not talking about Luke, I'm talking about Finn. <laughs> ah, that's true. that's true. I'm talking about Finn, like, as in yeah. the Finn, the way Finn was portrayed in Force Awakens, he was like one of one of two main characters. Yeah. So he learned about him, what his kind of ideas were, and then suddenly he's wanting to pump this Asian woman. Ah, he's pushed to the side a wee bit. I get, I, I get the, what you mean. I get and you the mean. whole, like, the race with the, the casino part, like, that was a bit fucked. I know. Um, I know. What, what, what I will say is this, like, J.J. Abrams is a very good director. Do you want to call him Jeffrey? Or Jeff, perhaps? Oh, no. is, there, is somebody outside? Because I'm hearing bugs. It's birds. Uh, it's nah, just birds Um... I'm going to close it. I'm going to trust what he's doing. Um, the Emperor thing concerns me a wee bit. Overall, this trailer built my hype up 10 times more than it was to begin with. So um, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Anyway, moving on to something I think um, there's going to be a lot more disagreement on, uh, to be honest with you. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, Jedi Fallen Order um, right. is a game we got to trade. <laughs> It's a game. It's a game that we got a trailer for at the, <clears throat> the second day of Star Wars Celebration. Effectively, it's set uh, between the events of uh, Order sixty six um, and the sort of rise of the rebellion. It's basically about a former Jedi um, apprentice, I think it's meant to be, who is in uh, in hiding. Basically, he's just a padawan. Uh, a padawan who's just working away doing his job, doesn't want to use the force, uh, very similar to Superman and Man of Steel, <laughs> eventually has to use it to save someone's life, and that draws the attention of some Inquisitors, um, basically, who, if you've read any of the this, uh, the canon comic material, or if you've seen Star Wars Rebels, um, are sort of dark side wielders who have been hired, they're not, they're not technically Sith, but they're hired to hunt down any Jedi who survived Order 66. Um, the main Inquisitor that we see in this trailer is called the Second Sister, who appeared in the Darth Vader comics, um, and there's been a lot of fan speculation that it's actually Barriss Offee, who, if you watched Star Wars The Clone Wars, uh, was behind the bombing of the Jedi Temple, and one of the last seasons of that was Luminara and Dealey's apprentice, um, and was friends with Ahsoka Tano. Fast forward, mate. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, well, like, what I was about to say is, I like, how it's like, I like how it's linking into the canon. Nikki, I'm going to come to you. Are you excited about this game? No. Uh, <laughs> look, mate, I said to you, I wasn't saying, like, look, like, look the person. I was saying, look, look. Anyway, um, I'll, I would love it if it was good, mate. I'd love it. I'll probably still buy it, but it's going to be shite. Because EA are just shite. The most evil, horrible people in the world that have let me down yeah, so many times. EA got, a, EA got a round of applause when they mentioned at the panel no microtransactions. Mate, see if you need to sell a game by <laughs> saying no microtransactions, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, but like, here's the thing they got basically threatened for the contract to get taken away from them after Battlefront 2. Like, Disney, we're not happy whatsoever. And I know <coughs> that EA are a big company, but Disney are 10 times bigger. And no in gaming, mate. No, but no, no, they have more money, they have more influence. No, but like, it's not about they still need somebody to make their games, yeah. And they could go to there's other companies who would make Star Wars games who would like bite their hand off to make a Star Wars game, mate. It's not so easy. I said to you, you have openly said they don't believe in single player campaign games, yeah. But then that was before God of War came out, Scott. Was so you're saying. just taking Scott's point because he's not here to say it. So they didn't say it in the book God of War. That just happened to happen at the same time that God yeah. of War done well. When and they it made, said that it made a shit it. ton of money. So it's like they're saying stuff that's fitting with the trends. Like when they said that the trend was for combat games. You know, there was still single player games. games that were coming out that were doing well. Fallout Four was only a couple of years before. Done Magic. 
I don't know, mate. I just think that they are at the beck and call of what Disney wants them to do now. If Disney's telling them, you're going to give the fans what they want, you're going to give them this single-player game and there's not going to be any microtransactions, Disney will be breathing down their necks after what happens with Battlefront 2. When was the last thing EA made a good single-player game? I don't know. Dead Space. I think they've made the first one, haven't they? They made the third one. But what I'm saying to you is I firmly believe this one will be amazing because I think if it's a failure... Disney are scrapping the contract with EA. I don't think that would make that much a difference to EA. I do think it would make a difference to EA. FIFA and Madden and all that makes so much money. They do, but like any company's about growth. So to say that, oh, we've already got this making money, why do we need anything else? No, because you need to grow your revenue, you need to try and build your business. You don't understand EA, mate. I'm saying that the Star Wars contract is more coveted to EA than I think you're letting on. And I think they'll do anything it takes to try and keep it. So they'll put it in here and say that from what I've read about it um, the past few days is it's not going to be like Force Unleashed-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to be as overpowered as what was his name again? Starkiller, Star yeah. Aye. So he, like, in that game you could actually take down TIE Fighters with the Force. It's not going to be as that. So you're going to be a Padawan who doesn't know what to do. So it is going to be like like God of War. Like So you would, not God of War, like, you just learn as you go along kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it's going to be obviously in the Star Wars universe, and you're going to do what you need to do. But I think the story in it is probably what's going to keep folk for buying it or get folk for buying it. But as you say, see if they fuck up, then it's going to go into good hands anyway. So it's a win-win situation. No, I agree. I think that it's <laughs> going to be good. <laughs> I, 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 what I an absolute point. Mate, I'm saying it, it could be me. I'm just saying don't get your hopes up because I've got my hopes up a lot when you games and you get let down. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I get your I get your feed of it. Like, what for me is good is that you've got clearly there's more supervision here because the canon stuff. Like, do you know what annoyed me about the the campaign mode, if you could even call it that, with Battlefront Two, was the story. It was they said it was canon, but it just it seemed to just be random snippets. Like, oh, you're going to go and meet this character, you know now. Oh, here's this character, you know, in this planet, you know, you know what I mean. There was no actual story, but now they're taking like canon elements and making and they're making it make sense in terms of like the stories that are, we already know exist during that time. You know what I mean? Like the time period between episodes three and four. I know it's been covered a lot, but that's because it's one of the most interesting points for me in Star Wars. Is like there are all these Jedi who survived Order sixty six. What's happened to them? I'm I'm excited to learn what their individual stories were. You know what I mean? So in terms of like the story and the potential that this has <coughs> to be an amazing, well told, structured story, I'm really looking forward to it. Whether it's an amazing game, I'll concede that you'll know, know more about that than I will. But just for me as a Star Wars fan, I'm excited to see the period they're exploring, I think. You know what I mean? And, and I no can't imagine you sitting and playing a game. To Do you know what? I've only played one game with you and it's FIFA and you played 10 people at the back and Hazard up front. A great tactic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what I will say is I remember I got Arkham Asylum in Ar- Arkham City years ago and I'm not the best at games I actually just like to do the story like see if I can't do it very well it frustrates me because I'm like oh, if I want to get to the next part of the story just be so honest I'll just got... I'll no, I'll no judge it and do you play games on easy mode no normal I, I don't put them to easy I play them in like, the normal difficulty like the sort of average setting I put you at know what I mean yeah so but I just got Higgins to play those two. <laughs> and, I, and I just watched for the story. Seriously? <laughs> I, 
Because I love mate. the games. I thought they looked great, and I love the story in them. But I was like fucking useless at it, and it just kept taking forever. So I was like, I think it was who could. I, what was the boss I couldn't get by? I can't remember now. Um, but like, I enjoyed. That's I enjoyed, all you needed to do in those games, games. Was remember combinations. It's easy. I I know I know. But anyway, I think we said enough about. Uh, the game, there's not much we really know about it. It's all just speculation at this point. Uh, something that we know a bit more about The Mandalorian. Yes. Disney Plus is launching hey, in November. Like about this. So it's coming on Disney Plus. It's the first ever live action Star Wars TV show. And it will be launching with the launch of Disney Plus in late November. Okay. There's debate right now as to whether the full series is dropping at once or if they're releasing every episode a week after uh, the other. We're not quite sure about that yet. What we do know is it's going to be an eight-episode season. Um, it's going to be John Favreau. He's he's the writer of it. He's going to be the executive producer on it. Uh, Dave Filoni, who was the executive producer and the mastermind behind the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, he's also an executive producer. It stars Pe- Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. You've also got Gina Carano, and and they announced this week. Guess who's going to be in it? But Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers has a starring role in The Mandalorian and I've never been so happy because when I was a wee guy, I thought that Billy D. Williams and Carl Weathers were the same person. And now that they're both in Star Wars, (laughs) now that they're they're both in Star Wars, (laughs) I'm very, very excited that that's finally came true. That's unbelievably racist to say in this podcast, but okay. It's not. It's Carl Weathers the guy for Happy Gilmore? Yes. Yeah, Charles Peterson. Yeah, but they look similar. Like the look for me back in the day, like it was adorable. No, but they both had the mustache. They both had similar hairstyles. You know what I mean? Like they like the, the facial hair and everything. Like they could have been the spitting image of each other back in the day. No joke. To be fair, yes, okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? So I like, I, like I was just, like I was like, oh, look, I'm watching it. And it's the same guy, but then I found out it's no one. I'm like, oh, okay. And then Carol Weathers showed up in Arrested Development, but Carol Weathers is in this basically. Well, Billy, uh, Billy D. Williams, whatever he's called, Lando Carrozim was in Scrubs for an episode. Ah, fun fact. Good stuff. <clears throat> um, what I was going to say was this: that this is set. <laughs> What's this? In, <laughs> I, it's set five years after Return of the Jedi. Um, basically, the galaxy, the Empire. The way they're framing it is like after World War Two, the Nazis. Some of the Nazis had to go into hiding, um, but we're still trying to do stuff like sort of behind the scenes. It's going to be the same with certain cells of the Empire here. Uh, so the footage that they showed at Star Wars Celebration was the Mandalorian gets like a bounty job and he's like, okay, just go to this place. And he gets there and it's like an Imperial officer with like a small team of stormtroopers. And the vast them, you need to hunt down this person. If you bring him in alive, we'll give you more money. If you bring him in dead, uh, you'll get less, essentially. Um, so he's going to be working for the sort of remnants of the Empire to try and help them track down something which I think is a really interesting story for me. Are you guys excited for The Mandalorian, first ever live-action Star Wars TV I'm show? I am, Yep. Um, I'm buzzing. But also, see, with the whole Boba Fett and Django thing, right? The bounty hunter, like, see that look? It was cool, but people overhyped it, as with everything else in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad there's a TV show about it, but I can't... Uh, until I see it, I can't get behind how cool this will be. But yeah. what I've heard... Um, I've read seen this yesterday. Well, I've read that it's apparently very, it's like cowboy western esque. Yeah. Like for example, like the, apparently there's a scene where there's four guys against the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Um, I like these odds kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's very Indiana Jones like. I'm um, cool and all that, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of excited about. But if there are eight episodes a season, then 
it surely will be like a solid 50 minute episode I would think so I anyway. think so because it's a streaming service as well so you don't need to like worry about uh, time for adverts and stuff so you're probably getting 50 minutes to an hour in the episodes uh, Nikki we've seen hundreds of movies we've seen like at least two good animated TV shows now it was only a matter of time surely before we got a live action TV show for Star Wars Aye. Aye. You excited about it? <laughs> I mean, I've not I've no looked that much at it. I'm more into the lightsabers than that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch it, obviously. And but... people are saying that we've got Dave Filoni, obviously, the mind behind, oh like days, I said, Clone Wars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's the mind behind Clone Wars. He's the mind behind Rebels. Um, he's making his oh, live no. action. Hey, hey, pause, pause. Disney Plus, obviously, that's where oh, this TV show's going. Oh my god, Nikki. Just tell of the viewers what happened. We're not telling them what happened, we're cutting around it. Nah, you took too long and made too much noise. I'm telling them. So, look, Disney Plus, are you excited about yeah. it? I am, but also, see the amount of stuff they're bringing out Marvel, Star Wars related, and film related, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to begin with. Yeah. You know, like, see when something comes out. And you like you want to be the first to watch it. You want to be like you're going to power through it. Yeah. But so much stuff to watch, and it's going to be overwhelming. I think for Nikki, because Nikki's not going to know what to do with himself. I know, mate. I'm worried about that because <laughs> I'm bad at re- watching things. Like really, really bad at watching things. I want to review this two days after it comes out. I'll do it myself if no one else has done it. But Mandalorian is the first fucking thing I'm watching. With it. Shut yeah, I'm not do. watching the entire <laughs> really? thing in two days. You can. I will watch this. I'll watch this in two yourself. days. Yeah, I'll I will watch this in two days. Like this, I, I hope so it comes out weekly. Then just to annoy you. Six ninety nine as well. Six ninety nine. What is your opinion on the Mandalorian, and what have you heard, and what would you like from it? I think it's going to be the best Star Wars thing we've seen since uh, Empire Strikes Back. I say that oh, in all seriousness. Oh Jesus Christ! I think this will. I wish re- asked you. This will revolutionise Star Wars. Um, this is exactly what we need. Television, the long form of storytelling, we've seen in shows like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. It allows you for better character development. Yeah, The Simpsons allows you to make iconic characters that has been admittedly difficult for them to do in the sequel trilogy to the same extent they did once upon a time uh, when Star Wars like was a pure original concept. Um, I think we're going to get some of the best action we've seen. I think we're going to get some of the best storytelling we've seen. I think the fact you've got big name directors coming in, you've got John Favreau is written and he's going to be directing at least one episode. Dave Filoni's making his live action directorial debut with this. Taika Waititi's been brought in to play a character and to direct an episode. The amount of talent they've got behind this show, the budget they've got behind this show. I am super, super excited for this. I think it's going to be a revolutionary. And we're talking about Ahsoka Tano in episode nine. I think the fact that Dave Filoni is directing an episode of this thing and he's so heavily involved in it, I think Ahsoka shows up in this show. I really do. And I think it's going to be class. I can't wait for it. So buzzing. And that's all I have to say in that. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I genuinely, like, I'll ask you this to finish off then. Is there any other place in Star Wars, any other character in Star Wars, like you touched on the Marvel shows we're going to get from Disney Plus? Is there any other TV show from Star Wars that you'd like to see? We're getting the Cassian Andor one as well, but we haven't heard anything Jabba about that. that. Like a hut, a hut show? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the sort of Sopranos of the Star Wars universe? I'd be class. I don't know what I would like to see. I'd, see, if they never done Solo, I would like to see Han Solo do his thing. Do we think, um, that, do we think the Obi-Wan... And the desert story is better as a TV show than it is as a movie. 
Nah, Maybe. nah, needs to be a movie, needs to be a movie. No, well, I don't know, because there's a lot, of, there's a big gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah. There is a huge gap there. So if you've done it in a TV show, you would need to end the TV show with Obi-Wan looking over Luke, you know what I mean? Yeah, do we think we can, um, do we think they just repeat that scene that we got in Rebels, uh, the fight between Obi-Wan and Maul? If they don't, they're missing out a trick, because that fight scene is fucking class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it just means I think it's I think it means so much more when you watch it because you realise that like they they do hate each other. Yeah, definitely. The kind of thing. Uh, obviously, with animation, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. But if they manage to do it on like on an actual live action mm-hmm. TV show, it'd be fucking. Especially with Ewan McGregor and Ray Park Bodes from X Men. <laughs> yes, yes. Ray Park said that he would come back though. You know what I mean? He'd, he'd come back in a second to do it. Um, I actually don't think was it Ray Park they got back to do Maul and Solo though. Uh, I'll check it now. I do you know what I think is generally going to happen with the the fact that we're not getting a solo sequel as it turns out. I think we are we not. I think because it didn't do well, we're not getting it. I think we could get a Kira TV show, which I'd be all for, genuinely. Because Amira Clark's going to be I don't know what she's going to do. Game of Thrones is over now. You know what I mean? A a Kira yeah. TV show I think would be the right way to bridge the gap and it would also let us know how did Maul end up in the place where we meet him in Rebels you know what I mean like stranded on the planet so we could get like Kira taking over Crimson Crimson Dawn you know what I mean and it's sort yeah. of the Sopranos show that you're looking for Nicky by the way uh, Maul was uh, played by Ray Park in Solo but also I didn't know he was voiced by Sam Whit- Whitwell who voice who done the Stark voice and the face of Yep, yeah. uh, Sam Witwer is also a trivia, a star, former Star Wars trivia champion uh, on the movie Trivia Shmoda. Fun fact, he's a great guy. Is he? Yeah, he's really good in that show. Him and Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, had a really good match. Freddie Prince Jr. really t- uh, the guy in, oh, what's the name? The guy in Scooby-Doo, Fred. Uh, the guy who played Fred in Scooby-Doo, they had a really good match because he voices Kanan in Rebels. So they came in for a match. Yeah. Uh, but then Sam went on to win the title and uh, a Fantastic Iron Man match if you do get the chance to watch it on YouTube. <laughs> it's really, really good. 60 minutes of Star No, it's, no, it's half an hour of Star Wars Australia, so 30 minutes of Star Wars Australia. It's, it goes right to I'll the be watching it. I'll be watching Lemmy doing his trucking simulators. Do you know what? I might send it to Luke after this. I think Luke would like it. I only get like 10 questions right. It's like really hard, but it's like really, really good stuff. But I would all love to. Anyway, that. I'll leave you with that. Um, the next time you hear from us, it will be the Endgame review. Uh, yeah, I just want to end just with a wee quick um, preview of it. Look, who's dying in Endgame? All of them. Fuck. <laughs> um, what you? I feel bad. Um, Cap's dying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Cap's dying. Gamora's dying. Uh, Gamora's. I think we get confirmation that she's a goner forever. Uh, I want to say Tony's dying. But also, really don't want to. Okay, I'm going to say Cap, Iron Man, and Hulk, and oh no 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 no! What? I think Hulk dies, and I think he dies in Black Widow's arms, and they, they get that line. She says that line: "Son's getting real low as he dies," and it's going to be emotional. <laughs> that's my that's my theory. And See if that happens. Oh yeah. I also think that we're getting confirmation that Loki and Gamora are gone for good, and Nebula will take her place in the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's what's going to happen. That's 
Uh, that is news. That definitely is. Also, the Loki TV series. Then what the fuck is that going to be about? The pre- that's going to be a prequel, I think. Also, I made this the other on the week. Uh, see, everyone's wondering about obviously these TV shows, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, what's it called? Um, WandaVision. WandaVision sounds weird, but <laughs> awful. Um, so obviously that kind of says, oh, they definitely survive. Uh, mm-hmm. See, after we see Endgame, I generally think we'll forget about those TV shows. I think we're only interested in them because it kind of shows that they survive. Yeah. But after, unless they die. They've announced a Hawkeye show now as well. Aye, and I think apparently the end of that will show him passing the baton on to Gate Bishop. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. And apparently Kate Bishop's going to be an in-game and it's going to be the girl who played Hannah Baker in 13 Reasons Why. Oh, I'm not too sure She's been cast in an unspecified role, so same as that. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back for the in-game review. We know the people who are definitely doing it are me, Luke, and Torres. Maybe, of course. Well, definitely not Nikki. Uh, <laughs> and then after that, our next show is The Matrix. Um, so that should be fun. You know? uh, so it's been good oh, today. Aye. Nikki and Luke, oh, Thanks. You've enjoyed yourself? Aye. Oh, no, it's been absolutely smashing. I've had a great day. Um, I'm in that unspecified location sitting here. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly say, where you are. Oh, don't, don't stop that right now. <laughs> um, and uh, I've had a great time today. The sun is shining. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Um, I'm, I'm possibly going for a pint later. I'm on, honestly feeling right. That's great. Look, that's nice. absolutely brilliant. I'm working for five to have one. Well, smashing. Enjoy yourself, Nicky. And uh, cheers. You guys enjoy yourselves. We'll see you later. We're always here when you need us. Listen to us on Spotify. Have a good day. Bye, Gerald. Bye.